Everything you know about health is about to change. Welcome to Straight Talk on Health with Dr. Vincent Medici. Sometimes people suffer, not from lack of faith, but from lack of knowledge. This is the show that changes that. If you are tired of being sick, tired of not getting answers, tired of spinning in circles, for healing is not a mystery. It is a miracle that you were designed to experience. It takes hard work and real knowledge. It takes patience and time. It takes the education this show can provide. So get it straight today. Here's Dr. Medici. Good morning. Another Saturday, the end of June. As June comes to a close, where is the time going? I'm sure it has occurred to you we're moving faster and faster through the galaxy. Indeed. Tomorrow's Father's Day, correct? Happy Father's Day. You're going to thank Dad. What would you thank Dad for? Maybe he's still here. Maybe he's not. Mine certainly isn't. What do you thank him for? The beatings. <laughs> That's right. Every time you did something wrong, you got a whack in the head. Well, there's pros and cons to that, right? Let me give you one of the pros to getting a whack in the head from your dad when you did something wrong. This should temper your celebration tomorrow, I think, in the right way. Let me give you one of the pros. I graduated chiropractic school in 1993, December 11th, 1993. I was the valedictorian of my class. Partly because when I was a little boy, my father said, there's two ways to do this. There's my way and death. And well, maybe I exaggerate, but he meant you better do well in school or you're dead. So I always did well in school, and of course, that is one of the things I thank him for to this day. Maybe he was crude in his expression, but he made the point, and I ex executed perfectly. You've been valedictorian of most of the schools I've attended in my life, chiropractic being one of them. And I called up my alma mater which I won't mention on air because I may say something a little odd in a moment. I called up my chiropractic school and I said, I want a copy of my diploma, only this time I want you to put on the diploma valedictorian. You know, when you graduate school, they tell you you're cum laude, summa cum laude, magna cum laude. I just finished another degree, magna cum laude. But I wanted to make this diploma wall in my office. I never show my credentials i think it's well i don't think it's necessary next to the quality of your work but i want to make a diploma wall so i called the chiropractic school up and i said send me my diploma well it took a long time to get this and when it, i got it it just said i had graduated it didn't say what rank so i called up the school and i said what's the deal 110 bucks it's taken too long, and I want to see, you know, the rank there, like valedictorian, like I sweat for this award. And the deal is they want to get rid of the term valedictorian, as do many other colleges. They consider the term abusive. It's not 
homogenous enough. Valedictorian really doesn't convey the real message. Whether you're at the top of the class, the bottom, or in the middle, we are all one, and the word valedictorian just doesn't fit in anymore. This is the kind of garbage, the anti-American garbage that we're circulating today, you see? And that's one of the reasons I thank my father. He said, do the best you can, but be the best. And be proud of the fact that you're the best. And what have we done today? You know what my point is. We've reduced education to common core. We've always got to remember the guy on the bottom because that's love and that's caring and that's understanding. And even if you have to bring yourself down to bring the guy on the bottom up, well, that means we're all one. This, my friends, is why I'm glad my father gave me an occasional smack on the head. So I'm just going to leave you with that one before I do the show today. So thank you, Dad. Happy Father's Day to you as you're looking down from above at your son. Interesting slant, huh? You go think about it. We had a nation of men at one time. It must have had something to do with why this country did as well as it did. And I think that version of men is up for grabs today. This is something we need to consider and act on before we have too many of the other kind running around. Today's show, Muscle Ache and Fibromyalgia, show 526. Years ago, 30 years ago, 40 years ago, so many people, especially women, you know, in the tradition of manhood, if you had agonizing pain, you never told anybody. You just got up and you went to work. In my neighborhood growing up as a kid, the cure for back pain was work harder. The cure for the flu was work harder. The cure for everything you had is shut up and go to work. And that's what the men did. The women were given more latitude here. So years ago, so many women, 1960s, definitely the 70s, so many women had muscle ache that doctors were overwhelmed. Every week, there were one to two to three women in different types of offices going, medical offices, saying, my muscles ache, help me. The doctors would do the usual orthopedic, neurological, psychological, whatever you want to call it, workup to figure out why so many women were complaining of bad muscle ache. I mean, debilitating muscle ache. To the point where a lot of doctors felt that women that were, were, were doing this were malingerers malingerers. My mom had a lot of this. And although she was never called a malingerer or somebody would have had their head broken, she nonetheless was always complaining of muscle ache. It felt like hypochondria. And this went on for a long time until one smart rheumatologist had an idea. This is standard in medicine. If enough people complain about it and you don't know what is going on or the cause of it, simply give it a stupid name. And this is the birth of the word fibromyalgia. 
fibromyalgia was born out of the 60s and the 70s because so many people, women especially, were complaining of muscle ache. I think even today, the ratio female-male is like 10 to 1. Hint, hint, this has to do with estrogen, but let's leave that alone for now. And my mother was one of the women that had this diagnosis. A lot of women have this. A lot of women have it today. Its evolution is out of what we call a diagnosis of exclusion. Orthopedics, neurology, rheumatology doesn't have a good grip on this. They're pretty good with the diseases, polymyalgia rheumatica. They'll go for that one. The orthopedists and the neurologists will go for all sorts of herniations in the neck and various other defects in the spinal column, impinging nerves or just dural sheaths and causing all sorts of weird pain, even systemic pain, and they'll go for those diagnoses. But people just coming in with diffuse aching pain, they still don't have a clue about this. Their recommendations are usually very lame and ignorant. It's just one of those things that slipped through the cracks. But they have done one thing, and that has given it a name. And if you go online and look at fibromyalgia and get into the fibromyalgia think tanks, the chat rooms, man, over 40 years, has this population grown and grown and grown. I think half the world has fibromyalgia. So fibromyalgia is a very real thing. It's not about your malingering. Your muscles ache. Now here's your first takeaway for the show. The first takeaway is the body uses the muscular system as a garbage dump. Let me repeat that. The body uses the muscular system as a garbage dump. There is a hierarchy. There's a hierarchy in the body directed by the brain, be glad you have one, that basically says, it basically says, if you have a concentration of toxins in your body, poisons, the hierarchy says, as dictated by the brain, once the concentration builds up in the blood too darn fast, the brain says, you got to dump it somewhere. And the first place the brain will dump it is in the fat. You want to find toxicity? Just grab that little love handle on the side there. Gla grab your little jelly roll. If you have one. Because if you have one, that's where the brain, in the hierarchy I'm referring to, will send the first amount of poison. Because it's the safest place to put it. Ladies, if I walk into your house with a pile of poo-poo and I say, do something with this, and you have company coming, are you going to just drop it on the rug? No, you're going to find the safest, most inconspicuous, sequestered place in your home and store it there because that makes everything else that's more valuable the safest. Well, that's what the body does. The body basically says, if all your PCBs and petrochemicals are building up and it needs a place to find itself to store, store it in the fat. This makes good sense. This is done regularly now.
the second place it stores it is the muscles. And if you don't have enough fat, it goes to the muscles. After the fat fills up, it goes to the muscles. That, my friends, is the cause of fibromyalgia. No two ways about it. One of the primary, if not number one reason people have fibromyalgia is they can't get rid of the poison faster than they take it in. Really simple. Really simple. Not complicated. End of story and beginning of the second chapter. Because the beginning of the second chapter is what do you do to get that garbage out of the muscles? And if we had looked at it that way, we wouldn't have chat rooms today exploding, exploding with people gabbing to each other about malic acid and magnesium and whatever else they want to take from Flexeril to Neurontin. This is just idiocy. Absolute idiocy. Fibromyalgia is handled in the classic sense, idiotically. Rheumatology, psychiatry, the whole slew of the various facets of regular allopathic medicine do not know what to do with this. And, my friends, if you're looking to cure this with a symptom herb approach, what herb should I take for my muscle pain? Forget it. Now, I do admit out there, out of 100 people, one or two will raise their hand and go, up, 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 up. I really notice symptomatic release when I take my malic acid and my B vitamin and my magnesium. And yes, guys, you have about a 2 to 5% success rate. And I mean success like it reduces, it takes the edge off the pain with certain herbal remedies. But I don't think you're in the game for that. I think most people deserve cure. Like I had it, it was debilitating, and now two years later, one year later, it's gone. Finito. Nada. You don't have it anymore. I think that's what most people are in the game for, don't you? Stand up if you're one of the people that wants cure rather than symptomatic relief. If you're in the game for cure, forget herbs. In the sense of, and you got to catch the nuance here, in the sense of symptomatic cause-effect, forget herbs. If you want to use herbs to do what I'm about to say to cure, that is a different story. Your job is to catch that distinction, and if you've listened to my shows over the last 10 years, you understand the distinction. Herbs are critical, but they may be short-lived and very reduced in their return when you want to take an herb to fix a symptom like muscle pain. That being said, let's get in to what you do. Because it's kind of simple. The first thing you do is move. <laughs> I know I gave you heartburn just now, but I have to. What do I mean move? I mean if you've got this and you're living in San Pedro or Long Beach or some of the very, very filthy pockets in the world, think about moving. So I don't really mean move, but I do really mean move. 
Because sooner or later, we're all going to move. A lot of us are moving now. Especially if things don't change. If and when you move, move to a much, much cleaner place. That's pretty easy. And a lot of people move. Even if you're moving from San Pedro or from Torrance or from Long Beach or over there, way on the east side there around Silver Lake and Echo Park and so on and so forth, downtown L.A., the places where the air is brown, some of the pus pockets of Riverside. Yes, it's normal, and we can easily neutralize dark brown air day after day after day with 90 to 100 plus degree temperatures for half the year. No problem. That doesn't factor into fibromyalgia. So if you're in any of these places and it's appropriate in your life, move to a very clean place. Don't move from Riverside to San Pedro. If you can move guest house wise, in other words, you're in an apartment and maybe you move to a guest house somewhere where it's a lot cleaner, go down to Del Mar, go down to Carlsbad, move to Coronado, La Jolla. Move anywhere you want to move, but get to a cleaner place if you can. That's number one. Now, I know this isn't too scientific. It's just loaded with common sense. And, of course, we're not allowed to have common sense today. Only Dr. Fauci knows. Our common sense doesn't amount to a lot. That's kind of promo with the New World Order. Trash your common sense. Throw your degree up on the wall, even though you can't show your class rank. And plod on like an idiot. No, your common sense, I don't care what you do for a living, what your grades were in school, what your IQ is, what your version of your intelligence is, you have more than enough common sense to make intelligent decisions far beyond Dr. Fauci and the CDC. So as far as your fibromyalgia, it's because the garbage is building up faster than it's going away. And of course it's going to build up that fast when you're sucking in diesel fumes in San Pedro and Long Beach each day. And I'm not picking on San Pedro and Long Beach. It, you go over the whole Southland and in varying degrees of concentration, you're going to have more or less garbage in the air. In fact, all of Southern California could be nixed off as a cesspool. And that's the truth. We have a big problem, and it's not global warming, believe me. So when it's appropriate to move, retire, whatever you're going to do, just move to a cleaner place, please. There's your first hedge. Now, yes, I haven't forgotten the myriad of people who are clamoring right now going, but I can't move. I can't do anything. I'm stuck. It's odd that many of those people have been talking like this since they were babies. But we won't get into that one. If you can't move, if you really can't move, all kidding aside, if you really can't move, make sure you get the bile to flow. Bile. Now, those of you who listen to the show consistently, forgive us for this indulgence because... Lots of people still don't know what I mean by bile. They've never seen it. 
if you do and get on my other shows to follow this up or do your own research on internet find out what bile looks like it's this green stuff that your liver through your gallbladder squirts into the intestines and when you do coffee enemas and if you don't want to do coffee enemas because some say they cause brain damage and death ho ho ha ha if you don't want to do that at least get into these olive oil liver gallbladder flushes because if you do your inquiry your due diligence you'll see the literature is loaded with great pictures of what comes out of your body and it's all green and snotty and the rest of it and this is something your body makes anyway it's called bile it's actually a derivative of your red blood cells when they hemolyze in the spleen and get sucked out of circulation by the liver dumped into the gallbladder conjugated and out comes green and brown poo poo and that in fact is what makes the feces colored and my point to you is when those bile ducts, the passageways in the liver, get cleaned up by these olive oil flushes, look it up. When that happens, and these poisons that I was referring to, San Pedro poisons, go into your blood, the liver can suck out, filtrate, filter that garbage out of the blood super fast. Throw it into the intestines and you defecate the San Pedro poison out of your body. That's if your liver gallbladder and the bile ducts are clean. And after 30, they're not clean anymore. They're congested. And after 60, they're fried. They're fibrosed along with half of your liver. Not to mention the little granules of fat that the liver will chuck into itself because it's being destroyed because the liver is so toxic and inflamed because of these types of poisons which are everywhere, not just San Pedro. House sales in San Pedro just skyrocketed. So here's the thing. Simple fibromyalgia move to where the air is clean. Simple fibromyalgia, get your body to the point where the bile flow is patent, biliary patency, where when you do these flushes, you look into the toilet and you see tons of green fluid. That's number two. That will help you in a very serious way. But you have to get to biliary patency. That means you have to get the effect of the flush. The effect of the flush is not to do the flush. The effect of the flush is to do the flush and see the results. And those results are green copious fluids in the toilet that smell rank. They smell acrid. They don't smell normal. It's not normal feces smell. Tons of people do this stuff. Tons of people swear by it. Tons of books are written by it. Obviously not enough books to put it on the bestseller list at Barnes & Noble or Globalist Amazon or anybody else. But nonetheless, it's in the literature. Do that. Really do that. And you will help yourself. It will reduce the muscular pain. Now, number three. Number three. Number three that I should make number one. Learn to shift the autonomic nervous system from sympathetic dominant 
to parasympathetic. Now, one thing you have to do on radio when you have this insane desire, this self-destructive, masochistic desire to teach on radio, when you have this insane thing, one thing you have to do is repeat yourself a thousand times, which I am. All of you people with fibromyalgia, relentless muscular pain, or sympathetic dominant, you don't know how to relax anymore. You may have an abusive love partner. You may have a child that has caused you relentless amounts of mental anxiety. You may have a boss like that. You may have a job like that. You may have just an erotic anxiety pattern beyond belief. And it keeps you in a state of high anxiety. Even if you don't know you're having anxiety, you have anxiety. And lots of people live like this, and God bless you if that's your torture. If that's the cross you've had to bear. And I sincerely mean that. But just understand that this factors in in a serious way to your muscular pain. You are paying a price for your burden, and you have to ask yourself, is that price worth it, especially if you can do something about it? Like turn to your torturer and say, we're changing the arrangement here. And sometimes you can and sometimes you can't, and that's not the scope of this show, of course. But my point to you is, if you have relentless muscular pain, if some rheumatologist has diagnosed you with fibromyalgia, if you've found that you are not really and truly getting the benefits you want from the herb thing, factor in the fact that the anxiety, the psycho-spiritual realm, is keeping you in a sympathetic dominant state and combined with biliary congestion and combined with the cesspool of air or water or combination of it, all totaled, your muscles are being used as dumping grounds for these poisons. The nerves pick up the message and they start to scream. There it is. A common diagnosis of exclusion, fibromyalgia. You know what that means? It means muscle ache. That's about it. Muscle ache. Big deal. They gave it some stupid name that you already knew. I just gave you the way out. Thus the show. So happy Father's Day to you. And of course, you're lost in this type of a thing, muscle ache. And you've tried more than you can count. 714-850-1007. 714-850-1007. Call. Make the appointment. Talk to one of my two charming secretaries. Come on in. See me. If you comply, I'll deliver. Ta-ta. Happy Father's Day. Thank Dad for that smack in the head. See you later. Okay, that's a wrap. Don't forget to get to Dr. Medici's website at drmedici.com to look at the pictures and review the show as often as you wish. See you next week.